0: It's it's ostensibly because of a natural thing, but it, the end result is that it's the same feeling as like living during a war or under military occupation or whatever. Like we are really limited in what we can do, and uh, we're all going a little crazy. And I think it's better to oh, admit yeah. that than try and deny it and be like, "No, I'm sane." As you just <laughs> put out an album right now, and it's like, "No, that's insane. That's an insane <laughs>
1: things." <too>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel insane every day like I wake up and I think I'm insane I've lost it
0: well but like every every like I look out and everyone else is everything else is everything Mm -hmm. all the way through like and this month being like (laughs) just another domino down if you didn't need that it's like you know here's the shaman in the fucking capitol building and it's like yeah no (laughs) everything is busted all the way through so like (laughs)
1: What I've, what I've noticed recently is that as a sure sign that people have uh, lost their minds in Toronto is that uh, everyone has a puppy. Like, I swear to God, you go outside and every single person you see walking has a puppy. And I think, you've all lost your minds. Like, uh, why did you do this? You see, didn't I'm, need to do it.
0: See, I'll, I'll <laughs> loan out to being on the other side of that and being like, I want a puppy. Like, I'm... Well, i I know the-
1: yet like I don't blame people really but, I do but like I, it's like I, it's this thing
0: I can't I I totally agree with what you're saying but I also can't join you because I'm gonna have a puppy before too long like b- before <laughs> this is over probably because like I've given like I don't know how we want do we want to like move into actual interview territory here or do we
1: want to well <laughs> we can let is me, this let me it your... I don't know. buckle up folks welcome to 20 or 20 presented to you by dominionated i'm mackenzie cameron on today's show i go toe to toe with jay blissett his new album all things considered rock music was a mistake is a fantastic cathartic blend of pop punk and modern pop let's hear a bit of what it sounds like and then we'll get right back to our conversation this is jay blissett with bad at this
0: i don't care about your father show up early why you bother you should know you don't impress her like i know
1: My guest today on the show is Jay Bilseth. Hi, Jay. Hi. Thanks for Hi. being here.
0: No, oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for
1: reaching uh, out. Yeah, my it's my pleasure. I heard your album and I thought, oh, God, I got to get Jay on the show. This album uh, rules. Um, just for anyone who's maybe never listened to the show before, uh, how this is going to work. I have a feeling it's not going to work how it usually works today, but that's okay. Usually I ask, I have 20 questions uh, and I try and ask them all and the guests will try and answer them in 20 minutes. If we don't get to either one of those, that's okay. Um and that's that's how the show works. It's uh arbitrary rules uh on on talking to Canadian artists. I, I
0: apologize that? if I am destroying the format of your show, but I uh am not going to not probably like I remember hearing like the 20 questions 20 minutes and it's like we're going to get through two. We'll get through <laughs> two okay. questions.
1: That, that, you know what? That to me that's better than uh Going through, like, 20 questions in, like, seven minutes or whatever. Yeah, probably. More more interesting. So, okay, I'm going to start my, uh, my timer now, and we'll see if uh, I forget that it's on. Uh, Jay, I want to know, where am I reaching you today? Where am I from? Where am I here? Yeah, where are you? I,
0: I, right now, I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, Jay Blissett was predominantly a Lethbridge, Alberta-based act for a very long time, and I moved to Calgary in the middle of the shit. Like in like September, right when it seemed like there was a chance that we were pulling out of anything, and then yeah. things got much much worse. But like things are all right. But yeah, right now we're in Calgary, Alberta. Alberta and,
1: prairies represent. And is is leaving Lethbridge like too bad? I, for, so here's what I know about Lethbridge.
0: Anything? The windiest,
1: the windiest city in the country. Is that a- true?
0: Ac- like I don't know, but yes. Very okay. Mesa, like so, nothing, so nothing. So nothing
1: to. Like <laughs> so nothing to do but sit inside
0: um, Well, Lethbridge I mean, like, the line, and this is not just me Saying this from Lethbridge, this is something that people Outside of Lethbridge say to people from Lethbridge Is that, like, Lethbridge Consistently exceeds expectations And Like, it's, a, it's the biggest Town south of Calgary In Alberta So, like, get your expectations Low, and then it's like, oh, there's two venues Man, there's three bands You know And uh, yeah, I was from, I'm born and raised Lethbridge, Uh, went to school there because they have like a university and like a university music scene. Uh, Shout out CKXU, University Radio Station. Um, But uh, like there was a little bit going on there and then I just sat there for way too fucking long. And then you end up like a Lethbridge elder statesman, like the the elder statesman of the scene in a town (laughs) of 90,000 people. And that's why I moved to Calgary, like in terms of music at least.
1: So- OK, so this album that you just released is your first Calgary album, despite it being uh, this is the this is the new you.
0: I mean, I would argue that um, All Things Considered Rock Music Was a Mistake is a internet release. Like once COVID hit, I stopped thinking of artists as physically existing anywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: And I would encourage everyone else to do the same. Like I'm f- I'm in Calgary right now, but I'm on the Internet. That's the only place I am in terms of anyone being able to interact with the art.
1: Right. So uh, as you said the album is called All Things Considered, rock music was a mistake. I'd like to unpack that a little bit, but first I want to ask like, you know, when you recording, you recorded this in ni- 2019. Mhm. Yes. Um, and I know it's like silly to say this, but it definitely feels like it meets this moment or whatever because you sing a lot about like not wanting to go outside, isolation. Were you feeling like okay, this is like a bit weird that I've recorded this all before nobody can go outside and everyone's isolated and well, like, do you I, feel like okay finally it's time to release this album the moment i sat here.
0: i sat on the album for a year right when like when like the album could have come out in march of 2020 and um then covid hit and then george floyd shit hit and then like and just like it was this cascading thing of like are you gonna put out a record right now like are you gonna do this dude seriously and then eventually it took so like around september october november it was like oh this is never ending ever so yes we do have to put out the album and that was that was like the decision to put out the record was like realizing that the quarantine is never ending touring is never cut, like not in the short term at all so like let's just i can't sit i didn't want to sit on it any longer because um it stops feeling relevant after a while, right? If you just sit on a like I can't imagine being one of those acts that sits on a record for like three years before releasing it because it's like, how do you not hate it?
1: How do you not hate it and how hasn't at least some of it gotten stale or or even if even if it's just in your mind gotten stale? Like totally. I, I don't know. Totally. I agree. Now that it's out, do you feel like, oh, okay, like I'm glad that I've released it.
0: I'm incredibly glad that I've yeah, it's incredibly great to get it out there. And a lot of the songs on the record were like literally four five years old gone, gone through like seven rearrangements like pet dog i did uh on an acoustic tour at the beginning of 2019 just like me and an acoustic guitar and like then it was it was arranged for like a two-piece band like a white stripes kind of setup I see a point of why we need to, go outside at all. Don't have to- and then it ended up like that on the record like a lot of these songs were already really old um and i just couldn't i had already turned them into these bizarre androids like i, I think of the songs as like cyborgs and androids compared to like my previous music and i think that like comes across and how it sounds right
1: to- i mean totally like I, I went back and listened to um the last album until i go blind which is like-
0: which is a if like nobody has to go back and listen. It's like a 70s throwback record. Like it is uh, like foot- well, a retro
1: album. Your voice is there. I think your like you, the, your your presence is there, but like even just like the difference that the drums make. Mm-hmm. Like having like a real drum set versus a drum machine backing immediately like oddly makes you, the new record sound more futuristic even though making doing it on a drum machine is maybe like more primitive or something like that. than Well, real drums. Yeah,
0: I don't know. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to work through my relationship to the drum machine. Cause um, I was one of those guys who like, couldn't listen to hip hop or keyboard based music or drum machine based music until he was like 21. Like one of those mm. shitty white guys, right. Who can like only do Led Zeppelin for like a really long time. <laughs> Cause like the only real music is like, either John Coltrane or the Beatles man, you know, like just the shittiest guy in the world. Um, But then (laughs) uh, like, I also never learned to play drums. So like at some point you catch yourself alone in a room and it's like, shit, I need to use a drum machine somewhere here. And then you, then you realize the possibilities and it all flows downhill from there.
1: Let's talk about the title though. rock music was a mistake who was it a mistake for like you or in general or oh god
0: the record what are you... the title is <laughs> i i almost don't want to talk about the title because the title has okay. so many branches of like what it, but i'm going to um so many branches of like what it could mean because like first of all absolutely like rock music was a mistake for the average person who decided to get into making music it was a mistake for in terms of like any sort of objective material economic analysis of like, is this something that you find profitable? Like, so it's like kind of riffing off of that like classic old joke about how all musicians are poor and failures. Cause like that's true for sure. Um, and then on top of that is like, anyone who decided to get really into guitar-based rock music at the point when I did, like 2009, 2010, 2011, 12, like you were the last one on like a train that wasn't going anywhere, dude. Like you should have learned to rap, you know, you should have learned to make a beat if you were trying to like make a career or stay relevant. And then on top of that, what really clinched the album title being that for me, because like I sat on it for a while being like, am I really gonna call it that but then the (laughs) burger records thing happened do you you know Mm. about that do we want to explain that to the
1: yeah more or less burger records is like a what like a surf rock they were the coolest record label uh, in
0: the world eight years ago and everybody wanted to be signed to like they like i'm of the generation and like of the group and click that like those were the guys and all the people on Burger were super cool and you know, you get to open for one of them at whatever. But then the whole record label got me too, basically. And like a lot of really um, believable claims of terrible behavior. And it's sort of like, it was just the final nail in the coffin for like between like all of the news of that sort of thing um, that's been going on for the past like four or five years at this point. both like on like small scale personal scene stuff and also like big media shit. Um, It kind of left me with this sense of like, at the end of the day, this is gonna get dark, but at the end of the day, like all the rock music that I found so powerful and beautiful and lovely and found such solace and meaning in and loved creating and loved doing and the act of performing. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it was a thing where no one made any money and a lot of people got hurt. And that is the long, and I can only speak for like white guy rock music because I'm a white guy who did rock music. Um, and I'm not exempting anyone else or like pace it, but like at the end of the day, when I look at like what rock music did in the biggest sense, it's just like, oh, this was a way for like shitty dudes to hurt people and like look at me, rich kids to be like, hey, look at me. And you know, it's it's an album title that feels really disillusioned with, um, certainly not the music, not the songs, the songs are good. And like, that's kind of what I repeat to myself is like the songs are good. It's just, everything else about music the scene the industry the etc you know it was a mistake and it certainly wasn't a path to like the all you need is love 60s hippie revolution that rock music promised and it wasn't an answer to like whatever 70s punk was promising it's not an answer to anything and i guess that's part of growing up at this moment in time you start realizing like if you haven't already um media won't save you correct
1: media consumption will not fucking save you <laughs> it doesn't matter how many episodes of chapo you listen to you, we're, we're not. no
0: and and you can't like rank all the people based on how good of their musical taste is you know no. which like it goes without saying now but like when i was 17 that was how i lived my life you know and uh here we are now
1: <laughs> well so so you write about the album that it was influenced by modern pop music, which I definitely hear, and the fact that guitar music died in 1997. So, when and I've gone so I've
0: clarified since that it was actually 1984. Okay, it was earlier than that. 97 it, well, is late. Okay, so I was going to ask you, 97. Answer, 97 it was.
1: So, what was like the last good guitar rock album? Then was it OK Computer or Dude Ranch?
0: Um. Oh man, no.
1: Yes, both of <laughs> yes, those probably. for sure.
0: I feel like- I mean, I think. I think. I think the last in all seriousness the last great guitar-based record if it even counts was probably um Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water.
1: Well, yeah, or like Hybrid or like Hybrid Theory or something like that or I don't know.
0: Yeah, like d- like Dude Ranch is a really good answer because I do think Tom DeLonge was maybe the last guy to do anything with the guitar.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, well it, the Blink-182's guitar style is very distinct. It's a very like, just, he, yes, and Tom DeLonge specifically is like has a very, you hear a, a blink riff and you're like, I even hear it in some of the songs on this record that you made. I think like, I, there's, yeah, oh, like okay, sure. there's oh, the Blink-182 oh, yeah. riff.
0: Like, sick. There is, there is, I would, I would not dare, I would not insult your intelligence by pretending that I'm like not super <laughs> influenced by Blink-182. I would not, no, obviously it's there, it would be gaslighting to deny it. Um, on OK Computer then though, like that's, that is like the, that. I would put that in the same pile with um, All Things Considered, Rock Music Was a Mistake, where it's like right on the line of whether this even is a guitar rock record. Like, is this a guitar record? Like, there's a lot of guitar on it, but like Radiohead are kind of like, in my mind, the definition of a band that started as a guitar band and ended up whatever Radiohead
1: are. Well, and Radiohead is also interesting because they... I feel like they're one of the last guitar bands you can kind of count on. Like, I think about this inauguration that's happening tomorrow that we're we're. About oh, to it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, in case you forgot. Um, but like, you know, Foo Fighters are performing, and I think like, okay, like that that was like that was the Foo co- Fighters are performing. That's news to me, but that makes so, perfect sense. That's good. And and I think like it is it does make sense because it's like okay, so many of those guitar bands from the '90s just kind of became rich guys who then you know perform in you know in service of other rich guys
0: or they Where, killed themselves or they became rich guys who then killed themselves yeah, when i yes, think of well, the yes. 90s guys there's a big like those guys killed themselves a lot more than uh because like like chris cornell and scott wayland like died recently like i think about that mm-hmm. about how like Mr. dave Bennington. yeah like dave grohl i and i think of dave grohl as like the de facto king of 90s rock music because everyone who was more impressive either like went crazy Billy Corgan style or killed themselves and I think it's an effective parallel for Biden's rise to the presidency for that matter is just like you were the least offensive guy who would stand around with a stupid smile on your face um while more impressive people uh petered out right uh but um
1: my point about Radiohead though is that you can count on Radiohead to not be so disappointing to you and that's what i like about radio i don't ever feel like super disappointed in radiohead whereas like you're disappointed by most other rock music that i've ever listened
0: to oh yeah and i'm not i'm not a huge radiohead fan but i do consider them to be an act that uh like never stopped being musicians Mm -hmm. they never crossed over into being whatever the fuck you would call what dave Grohl is and i don't i really don't hate the guy but like dave Yeah, Dave Grohl is in the pile with Jack Black more than he's in the pile with uh, anyone from Radiohead. Like, those guys do, like, film scores and shit. And, like, that's, like, that is just expressing an interest in the art of music. And, like, not everyone who makes music is super interested in, like, advancing the art of music. And that's good because most listeners are not interested in advancing the art of music because, like, that's, like, trying to do gastronomy shit with food. Like, it's a niche thing to try and move music forward
1: okay so i actually have i want i want to bring up a band that i'm not sure if you have i'm sure well actually i'm sure you have an opinion on but um (laughs) so i've I've been thinking about 303 recently you know 303
0: oh i know 303 let's talk about 303 i don't know 303 super well but uh
1: okay but you know you were aware of 303 they're like a party rap rock uh duo thing mm -hmm. but Okay, so my point about 303 is that I want to make is this when I first heard 303 I was I don't know 17 and I thought like I'd I read all of these Rolling Stone magazines. I knew I could I, I listened to 303 and I knew that this was wrong. I thought so, I knew it sure. was wrong. That's okay. I, th- I thought I knew it was wrong. And I had friend like I, I uh, the guy who played drums in my high school band, like was definitely like more into it, and he was even into more of like the the cheesier like pop punk stuff, like Forever the Sickest Kids, all that stuff. And I kind of thought like, dude, like you're you're wrong, like Nirvana, dude, like that's what that's that's real shit. But the thing is, I think three hundred three may have been like the most ahead of their time group, um, at, that there was at the time in the sense that they saw that the boxes that people put around genre and around artists who are, you know, supposed to be in a certain genre actually don't, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Right. A hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. And like, what I was going to say was that like, um, Crystal Castles, three Oh three sleigh bells, a hundred gecks. That is a timeline. No, no explanation required, but also, um, Like, 303, I think, absolutely indicative of that, like, blurring of the line between genres. And then that, like, I think that was, like, the beginning of it. And then the real fucking breakdown was, like, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Peep, like, the rappers coming from the other end being, like, no, there is no distinction between these genres. But also, 303 um, are one of those acts. And I think they borrowed that from, like, um, mall punk emo Black Parade shit of, like, blurring of the lines between are you serious or joking. I guess Mm -hmm. that goes back to, like, 70s punk and like earlier but like now in music like there's often a sense of like where is the joke it's not even clear and it doesn't matter you yeah. like whether we're being serious or not and I th- I think that's like what I brought to my music like and like talking about like 100 gecks or you know like that's a very popular thing in modern music now is like is this a joke song or is this like everything's kind of a novelty
1: truly and it's all based on pop punk which is kind of my point about dude ranch right it's that like It's like it's all based on it all kind of the base for so much of like the hyper pop stuff, whatever it is, you know, I think people don't want to admit it, but like it's pop punk.
0: And it's and it's specifically it's pop punk through Blink-182. Blink-182 in my mind being like the pop punk band that really like... Went all in on being dumb. Like, we're yeah. being dumb on purpose. We're not going to learn things. We are stupid, but on top of being stupid, we are being as stupid as possible. Like, because like Green Day, like Dookie was before that, but we're not talking about Dookie pop punk. We're yep. talking about Dude Ranch pop punk.
1: Yep. You know, those are different. They are different. They are different. And it's like, even and that's what like Char- the hyper pop shit. Yeah. And it's like even Charlie XCX sounds like pop punk to me. It's it's not like presented in the same way, but like the base layer is there -hmm. well i I think like it almost
0: feels like there's been a recalibration there absolutely has been a recalibration of pop music somewhere between frank sinatra and ariana grande pop music became recalibrated i'm not going to try and pin it down but like pop music now like it's either working off of like an r&b bass or a pop punk bass it feels (laughs) like and like there is no like there's no like mainstream western pop music that exists that isn't like in one of those two piles 100%.
1: Hundred percent. So like, and was pop punk always formative for you? Like, because I because this record, I, I would say, through so the long story, but through the website, every submission that we get, it has like a card, and contributors can put little comments, you know, on it to endear other writers to listen to it. When your album was submitted, one of our contributors wrote, you know, for fans of One Hundred Gex, which I'd already heard the record when I read it, and I was like, I guess so. You know, the Gex are like way more maximalist, and like it sounds like. Like, I know it's not necessarily expensive, but it sounds a little more expensive and, like, I don't know. Yours feels like pop punk to me in a way that, like, there's the same bones, but it's not the same. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to really get at here, but, like...
0: Yeah, the pop punkness of it. And and I think, uh, yeah, pop punk, it was very formative to me, and I feel like if you are fundamentally... um introduced to music or introduced to like the writing of music through a certain instrument um or a certain approach like that is it's like having a first language where you're never you would have to consciously remove that from yourself to um do that and i did that on this record for some of it um for sure like cowgirl uh that song, Love that song. i I, that, w- that was a fucking like Queens of the Stone Age song at first and then it was an acoustic guitar song. And then I was like, no guitars, like put the guitars away. You get this fucking keyboard, rewrite all the chords, like the core chord structure, but it's the same song like same melody over top and like do that. And even then I only did it for the verses cause the chorus is all guitar based. And like, if you're on the guitar, there's just like you go from like, the, you play guitar.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you go from the E string to the A string and that's like a one to a four. That's the one four movement in the chords. And like, that's both the physically easiest thing you could do and also a genre trope in a ton of music, namely like Ramone's pop punk music. So like if you play guitar (laughs) and you were born after like 1980, like all the music you write is gonna sound a little bit like pop punk. And I think that's um, that's like definitely what some of it is, is just guitar. That's the guitar. And like coming at the guitar from like a pop punk school in the first place. Because I think the first thing I ever learned to play on guitar was uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends.
1: Yeah, I definitely learned. Because I, I, I started as a bass player and I learned how to play all of American Idiot. Like the whole- Yeah, album. yeah. I, I had, had the fucking along. like
0: tab book. Yeah. And like, I think like you would have to really try. And like, I'm saying that speaking to someone who spent like, all of 2011 to 2015, being like, no, I'm too cool for pop punk, consciously trying to, like eradicate that from you, and like trying to pump Joy Division records and like birthday party records <laughs> in your brain so hard that you stop just writing
1: like Skater Boy over and over. Which is, you know, arguably. Better oh, the better, <laughs> so,
0: like, no, definitely, like these are these are hubris, and this is like a like letting um, outside ideas of taste shape mm. your opinion, and this is something that I think like covid definitely has exacerbated and everyone is like we are more and more comfortable doing things just for ourselves yeah i think on some level because like taste is falling apart like remember when like it would be a big deal to say you liked limp biscuit and corn like 10 oh. years ago and that would be like really
1: taboo well that's sort of my point about 303 as well it's like yeah i yeah, would never exactly. have admitted to you that i was a fan and now i know yeah Jackson, it can- i like love it
0: it took you years to get there. Like you, it took years of unlearning and deprogramming your brain from like these like hierarchical rules about like what good and bad bands are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited. Like, I think everyone doing that collectively is really good for music because that's how you get like Lil Peep and Lil Uzi Vert and like all of the weird music that's being made oh, on the internet. Jackson,
1: and, and Charlie. And I, I think I, and I, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, pump up your tires here but i actually think your record achieves that like you you've made it so like you know you're still you're using your you're using your skill at guitar really interestingly like over you know with mixing it with you know auto-tune vocals and a drum machine and like weird shit and it sounds great and it sounds modern and it doesn't sound like you are you know chained to this old idea of what is good and what is real and what is you know superior music. And and this is where I should absolutely get
0: in and say that Eric Denham um, from the band Birchbarks, uh, he produced the record, uh, recorded it, and um, a lot of how the album sounds was me handing it over to him and being like, make it sound insane like just make, can you make this sound? Cause I would write out like drum machine parts, but then on like below or above when it's like fucking crazy Apex to a drum and bass, that was just me being like, can you just like blast out this idea as far as possible? And then he does it. Or like, can you just put auto-tune on some shit and like all the auto, like I don't know how auto-tune or fucking microphones work at all. I'm trying to learn that shit, but like that was <laughs> all him. So like a lot of that was just me as guitar music guy um, Finding a dude who was really willing to fuck with shit and letting him do that all over the record Um, because I'm incapable of doing something without some level of collaboration, I think. I think it's really important to get a second pair of eyes on the record sometimes.
1: Totally. Yeah, definitely
0: it is. And a second personality in there. Yeah, um, but not necessarily then, a
1: band. I feel like bands are kind of de- bands don't really exist anymore, do they? Bands yeah. quite
0: literally do not exist now. It is illegal for bands to exist. Bands are illegal at this point in time.
1: Even like, like the COVID. biggest ba- like the biggest bands, like Vampire Weekend is just one guy. Oh yeah, yeah. There Tame was, and Powell there was is just a- one guy
0: just like with a lot of things there was a slow movement towards the death of bands and then COVID hit which was just like and then literally no bands (laughs) it was and it's like you know we're not persecuted or whatever but like yeah I definitely um because that's another thing that I've like given up on is like you know you want to be in the strokes you want to be in like a brotherhood of bros in a band and it's like no you just have a drinking problem that's (laughs) yeah (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> but you grow up a little and it's like, no, you're trying And, and yeah, I'm trying to make music uh, in, in this, in this quarantine And it's like, it's very Difficult to do it by yourself, especially because I just need to be like, is this good? Is this real? Is this anything? Because yeah, like, I feel I like insane? if there's a second Person in the room who's capable of like Not just yelling at me that it's garbage, then that's A good sign. But if it's just you Working on a song, like, what are you fucking doing?
1: I'm not a good man
0: Of each World all about it. I don't know if I know how, I don't know if I can escape on me, I don't know the words somehow, I don't know if I'm alive.
1: I can't escape on me.
0: I know the world somehow. I don't know if I'm alive. I swear they can't see me. Don't go there between me. I'm on board till we get declined. I swear it's for real. I don't know how to be here. Is that true?
1: somebody i asked my my not my last guest but the guest before quentin barnes about you know how do we fix the music industry and he basically was like i mean to fix the music industry we have to fix everything else yeah okay yeah (laughs) because you have to fix
0: how do you fix industry
1: how do you fix
0: um i mean yeah like i'm i won't make this a political interview but like you know how much how much fixing can like in case COVID didn't nail at home, like how much fixing can any of this shit get? Like how, how much fixing can we do on this system that has allowed this to happen? Um, and I'll be vague as to what this is, you know, we can all kind of speculate as to what has happened and what is happening, but like, is this is not, uh, we're not coming back from this without doing something. Like I remember at the very beginning of quarantine, there was a lot of language about like, don't settle for things going back to normal. Like we, this, this is not gonna be an opportunity for things to go back to being how they were before. And like music is a really big example of like, no, this is gonna re- require fundamental restructuring of things. And um, I, I certainly wouldn't know how to fix the music industry. I don't, how do you even begin? Cause you, you would need to rewrite so much of society at this point and how um, people consume
1: media Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be I mean, it's the same as everything else where they where it's like, well, it's on you, the consumer to make your own personal good decisions that will like sustain this thing that you love. And if as though people are capable of making
0: good decisions, as though people are presented (laughs) with information anymore, like it's not their fault, like we're not presented with proper information to make proper decisions nor are we incentivized to make proper decisions so like the consumer doesn't behave appropriately and like the Canadian music industry even just to look at that like probably like the best thing you could do for the Canadian music industry is let it die right like you kind of have to do like it's the same logic by which uh the same like brutal neoliberal evil logic that also leads to the same result i want of like well the oil industry is clearly just going to die so let's let it die like can we stop subsidizing the canadian music industry in the form of giving grimes two hundred thousand dollars or whatever through factor (laughs) um like because the canadian music industry is just like the arcade fire making songs for tim horton's commercials Mm. and then like a massive base of the pyramid where we all keep filling out like grant application forms and touring or whatever. But like now all of that is gone. You can't even do that. Yeah. (laughs) You can't even do that. So it's like what Canada as a whole is just a really barely functioning propped up fake country culturally. And like the music industry is where that becomes really clear. Cause it's like, I guess we all went to four mother mother concerts in high school and that was just decided because of like some paperwork You know, like they just got grants to do that. Like the Canadian government paid Mother Mother to play Lethbridge four times in 2011, and like I don't know why that happened. I don't know why I'm I'm choosing to be funny rather than angry, but like I really don't know why giving Metric forty thousand dollars a year is part of the plan in this. I'm gonna play dumb. No, no, no. uh... It's
1: it's totally. I mean, and I've talked to people who have said like, well, why are we giving people money to make stuff like instead of like building studios for people to go to that are like affordable that you can sign up
0: for and just like surely more economic activity would be gotten from giving two thousand people a hundred dollars rather than one person two hundred (laughs) thousand dollars but it's almost like it's a system designed to keep poor people poor and struggling people struggling Mm. while still dangling a carrot in front of them and pretending that better things are possible Mm. when they aren't
1: Jay, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, I, yeah, this I, is fun. I uh, again, I have did. I usually ask a specific question to end on. We didn't do that, but I don't really care. You know what? The rules are gone. Goosey, we're we're yeah, we're loosey goosey. It's all gravy. Um, it's been great to get to know you a bit, and hopefully we can talk again. I we I feel like we can talk again because yeah, I feel got... like we'll keep in touch. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um. <laughs>
0: All right. All okay. things considered, rock music was a mistake. Available now on streaming services and also Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> buy it from Bandcamp because that way I actually get money. I have never gotten any money from any streaming service. And I should probably look into like where I would hypothetically be getting that money deposited. But like my understanding is that streaming services um, just steal all of your money. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bandcamp doesn't. So that's why Bandcamp is great.
1: That's why Bandcamp Campbell is great. That it's all there. Go and get it, Jay. Thank you very much, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Bye. Bye. Jay Blissett, folks, that was an interesting one for me. I got to admit, there's about 20 minutes uh, that I left on the cutting room floor. Maybe one day if people clamor enough about it i'll post the rest but not today 20 or 20 is brought to you by dominionated canada's best canadian-only music website in my opinion to discover your next favorite canadian artist follow us at dominionated on all the social platforms visit the site dominionated.ca and please tell your friends to do the same Our theme song and original music is by Taylor Barrow. You can follow him at a really slow runner on Instagram. No vowels in that other than the A. The show is produced by me, Mackenzie Cameron. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mackenzie Cameron. No vowels in Cameron. Please like and subscribe and rate on whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Email me, mac at dominionated.ca with questions, concerns, comments, whatever. Next week, if everything goes according to plan, Rachel Bobbitt will be on the program and... There will be a bonus episode about a very special record that is being released next Friday by The Weather Station. The big wheel keeps on turning, folks. Be well. Peace.